What's going on, everybody? You guys are about to listen to our live QB Ranking Summit. If you'd like to watch the video, you can find it on the YouTube channel at CampusToCanton.com. This is our annual summit where we sit down and talk about our rankings. This one is for the 2022 C2C rankings. Felix, Austin, Colin, Matt, Chris Moxley, and Alfred Fernandez sit down to discuss their rankings of the top 10 who we have or out. We call each other out on some rankings that we feel are a bit egregious. If you like this episode and you'd like to hear the second half where Chris Moxley makes a tattoo bet and we talk about some of the lower named guys, make sure to go to campusdecanton.com and subscribe to the website. Just $2.99 a month gets you access to that and you will get access to our exclusive content on there as well. Hope you guys enjoy the episode. So, gentlemen, we made it to year two. We did not fold after year one. We are back Never with a doubt. the quarterback rankings summit campus to Canton's second annual if you are not familiar with what a campus to Canton league is it is a league where you have a college team and an NFL team and when your college players uh declare for the NFL draft they're added to your NFL team so what we're going to be talking about tonight is our quarterback rankings and over the next four weeks we'll be having shows on Thursday nights at 8 30 p.m we'll be going over quarterbacks tonight running backs wide receivers and tight ends, and then three weeks from now, we will be giving away preseason awards. That'll be a first for, for us. So um, we're going to be doing some giveaways today. Colin, you've got the rules for the giveaway, how people can get what it is that we're, uh, uh, what we're giving away. Yeah, so first, may as well start with what we're giving away. Uh, we're going to be giving away copies of the CFF Guide. Uh, we're also going to be giving away a pretty sweet bomber jacket. So you're definitely going to want to check this out. You're going to want to be tuned in the entire time here. Um, you do have to be present to win. So comment in the chat. Let us know you're here. Uh, and then we're going to take a list, take a poll of who's here, and then we're going to select a winner. If you're not here, we're going to move on to somebody else on the list. Um, when you are selected as the winner, you can either DM me in the Discord or on Twitter DM the Campus to Canton Twitter account, either one. Uh, let me know what your email address is, and we'll uh, we'll get you hooked up. We got an almost the entire gang on com. Alfred, Chris, Matt. We're waiting for Jared. He will be here soon. This episode is going to be in two parts. The first part, which you're watching, it's available for everyone. The second part is going to be available only for Campus to Canton subscribers. It's going to be available in the Campus to Canton Discord. So... If you want to know, you know, the players that we're talking about later in rounds that we are gravitating towards, that uh, part of the show you're going to have to get, be a subscriber to the website to get. You're going to have to get in the Campus to Canton Discord. Um, let's, uh, Colin, can we start the giveaway already? Let's just start. We got some people commenting in, we do. in the chat already. AP w324 that is a new name the alps alps is always around jared is always around hosper one of our nil members is in here uh so yeah colin let's do a giveaway of course todd uh, is here too of course of course all right so yeah let's, let's uh let's let's do a giveaway we'll give away one of the cff guides to somebody in here and yes uh jared we know you're here too but sorry you're not eligible to win. Um, so right now we only have four people in here who are eligible. Uh, we'll give it, you know, if you're here, throw us a comment quick. But we got Hofspur, APW3024, Alps, and Todd. Um, well, I should have pulled up the... Uh, there are the actually thousands laser. watching right now, but only four people have commented so far. So, far. so there are thousands watching. Mm. Probably should have pulled up a randomizer here, but uh, I'm working on it right now. Uh, we're going to put the names in here, and then we're going to go. So you got about a minute left. Alps, Todd, APW. 
campuscan.com, the first uh, website dedicated to the C2C format. While you're doing that, Colin, uh, I'm going to go ahead and read our top 10, the consensus top 10 at the quarterback position. I'll, we'll do the giveaway, and then we'll actually dive into some questions that we've set out for tonight. Top 10, number one, Bryce Young. Number two, C.J. Stroud. Number three, Caleb Williams. Number four, Quinn Ewers. Number five, Jackson Dart. Uh, number six, Tyler Buckner. Number seven, uh, Devin Brown. Number eight, Anthony Richardson. Number nine, Drew Aller. And number 10, down there in Miami, Tyler Van Dyke. That rounds out the top 10 of Campus Canton's consensus quarterback rankings. I'm ready. Sorry. Got it pulled up. All right. Go ahead. All right. And the winner is APW324. APW324. Hit me up on Twitter, either at uh, C2C Decker or the Campus Canton account at Campus2Canton. And we'll get you hooked up then with a free CFF guide. Congratulations. All right. All right. Um, Anybody jump in here on a scale of one to ten. How confident are we in this in this top ten of the quarterback group here? Especially considering that we've had some major busts in the top of uh, the quarterback um, rankings here recently. So how confident do we feel? We've got some players who haven't played a ton. Scale of one to ten. Not that high. Not yeah. that high. I've got like four players that aren't even in our consensus top 10. So um, obviously I disagree with all y'all. I'm going to give myself a seven. I'm, I feel like I'm that good. <laughs> I'm going to give the consensus a five and I'm going to give the top four a, I'm going to give the top three and nine and the top four and eight. I think there's a very clear tier at the top. Oh, yeah. And then after those three or four, depending where you fall, there are a lot of players, probably 12 to 15 players. So you, I think you can make a case for being the top 10. So give me very much confidence around the top three. Not so much after that. How consensus are our top three? I don't even have uh, – it looks like top three is pretty good, although there's a couple of people that have fours that are outside the top three. So I think it's really more the top four feels like a very consensus between the four of us or five of us here. Who who here has uh, Bryce Young over C.J. Stroud? It's got to be Al- Alfred and Colin. Alfred, why I do you do. have why do you have uh, Young over Stroud? Um. Well, I I think he's. It comes down to his ability to uh, maneuver the pocket and, and athleticism, just functional athleticism. I mean, he's not going to run for 500 yards, I don't think. But, um, you know, he's got one feature that I think is, is truly special, like top 0.5% of anybody who plays quarterback. And that's his, like, spatial awareness in and outside the pocket ability to maneuver, uh, sense people around him. He just – he it's incredible the way that he can – create space for himself, which he's going to need to, right? Cause he's not the biggest guy in the world. He's not going to be able to just be a, a lighthouse in the pocket and, and fire the ball over the field. So I think it's kind of ne- necessary. He has that ability, but it is very special. Um, I don't see him being bad in the pros. Like I, I just, there's no way. I mean, he's, he's going to be at worst a startable QB for 10 years. Is he going to be like a five-time Super Bowl winner and all 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 the time MVP? I don't. That's hard to say, but I just think his floor is so high and his ceiling is as high as anybody you could want. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'll echo a lot of what Alfred said there. Um, my only real concern with Bryce Young is his size. Um, you know, he's he's smaller. Um, you know, not even not just in stature, but also in weight. Um, but we've been seeing a lot more smaller quarterbacks have success, you know, more recently. It's, it's not mattered as much as offenses are moving the pocket and shifting around uh, and just even just building offenses to quarterback strengths. So I do have faith that, you know, wherever he ends up, they're going to build an offense to his strengths. And there's a lot of strengths there. Um, you know, he reminds me a lot of, of a Russell Wilson type. My concern with CJ Stroud and, you know, it's not a huge concern, but it is there is 
how the quarterbacks are going to translate coming from Ryan Day's wide open system into the NFL. I mean, we, you know, we like the quarterbacks that come out of his system. They're very talented, but if Justin Fields is taking a little bit to get there, you know, um, so we'll see. Well, I don't even know if Justin Field is there yet. I mean, I, I have high hopes, but. Right. That's a good point. Um, I mean, we haven't, you know, Felix is very fond of calling him Bustin Fields. So I like a lot of what CJ Stroud brings to the table, but, is that not you know, I'm just, no. I'm just, my, there's a mild concern about that. And it's enough to put Bryce Young over Stroud for me. Go ahead, Matt. Do you, to either one. So obviously this, with this being C2C, the CFF side matters. Does Bryce Young really outscore CJ Stroud this year? Is it even close? Um, it's one year. I mean, I think at, at the uh, high end, I value NFL way more than one year or two years of college. Stroud will outproduce him. Yeah. But I think Bryce Young is going to be a valuable fantasy starter. So Bryce Young you know, was at 5,000 yards last year. Like he's not a slouch. He won the Heisman. Yeah. I'm not saying he's a slouch, but if we all agree that CJ Stroud's going to outscore him this year, I think you you guys are not selling enough the weight and concerns about his size, which I do think is a bigger deal at the NFL level than than you guys are saying. CJ Stroud's not going to have that, and you can say Wait. all you want about the Ohio State quarterback room and how it's never translated to the NFL. We've never seen a quarterback like CJ Stroud outside of Justin Fields, and we can't say he's a bust yet as much as Felix wants to say that he's had one year in the NFL. So I just, for me, it's there's a lot, but there's more concerns about Bryce young as a physical standpoint than there is Stroud. So I don't, I personally don't, especially if you think Stroud's going to outscore him on the CFF side this year. And then he also doesn't have as much limitations going into the NFL. I'm kind of confused at why he he would go ahead of him. Did young not outscore CJ Stroud in a per game basis last year? I'm I'm pretty sure. I don't know. The data that I have pulled from fan tracks last year says he did. Okay, that's fine. But what so, about this year? That's my question. I mean, I think even if, he's out, offense, even if he like, outscores him, you're talking marginal. You're different talking wide like receivers. I do not think he's going to put up points. the points he did last I mean, year without Jamison Williams on that offense. Yeah, that it's going to be very, very different yeah. for – Saban has brought in a bunch of new guys because he's very unhappy with those wide receivers. So it's going to take a lot of, uh, I think, adjustment. Like there was consistency there with John Mechie. Um, James Williams was obviously a new body, but Trayshawn Holden's going to play a role. Like, I just don't see the same ceiling for him. And especially if we think Jameer Gibbs is going to have a little bit bigger role than Brian Robinson did in the rushing game. The the question, and so I have Bryce Young. I don't know if I have him the lowest. I I I have someone between him and CJ Stroud. Um, and I still like Bryce Young a lot, but I have like, we talk about his size all the time. Have y'all ever seen him take a big hit? No, that's not the, even in that's high school. Concern. He doesn't not even take in high hits. school. He, he does he's, he's very, he's got very supernatural smart. spatial awareness. Very, very smart. I'm not concerned about his size from that aspect, really at all. The thing that sucks, in my opinion, is that that limits his rushing ceiling, which is why I do not have him one. Like he's not going to run the ball the way that you want him to, despite being an incredible lead. God, literally, just, just like Justin Fields, just like Justin. just like Justin Fields. That's why I don't have him uh, one. I, I'm not worried about his size. I'm worried about his and, and taking big hits. I'm worried about the big hits not happening, and that is very much related to his rushing production. So his size isn't like a detriment, but that does limit his ceiling for like a rushing quarterback. And he's a guy that I think could run if he wanted to. That's the problem I have with Stroud, or, or with Bryce Young. And, and, and I, this, I just to, I, I've J- got Stroud. I was gonna say well, someone just dropped in here. Bryce Young was QB 10, Stroud was 13. I have 9 and 12, but regardless, yeah, I mean, they're Young outscored him last year. I've got Stroud number one because I do think that he'll just how accurate he is in the intermediate and deep game, just keep getting, he gets chunk gains. It reminds me very much of Phillip Rivers, obviously not like um, stylistically how he throws the ball, but. I just remember Philip Rivers always throwing the ball 10 yards down the field, and it's very similar with uh, with C.J. Stroud, just with C.J. Stroud. So he's going to be somebody who just constantly moves the chains, and he, he makes the look boring somewhat, always making the right decision, and I appreciate that in my, in my quarterbacks. Austin, <laughs> two prominent players who were in the top five of the quarterback position uh, of our rankings last year aren't 
even here in the top 10, even though they're still in college. What should be the takeaway from Spencer Rattler and DJ Uyunglele's 2021 season? And more importantly, why aren't we going to repeat the same mistakes that we made with them last year, this year? Do you, you want to hear the real answer? Is that we're probably going to be 50% wrong. Or we're going to have the same discussion next year. And it honestly, it wouldn't even shock me if somehow you give me the same exact question next year. Like, Austin, these two guys, both are no longer in our top 10. And then what did we learn? Nothing. We learned that QB evaluation is incredibly difficult. That we don't even have all the information that, you know, professionals do to, 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 to figure some of these guys out. Um, so I, we didn't learn anything from it. Like there, I, I, I feel pretty good about our top four or five, but I'm sure at least one of them has a stinker of a year. And I think I know exactly which one would be Felix's choice. Um, but I, it's just inevitable. In 2020, DJ Uyunglele as a true freshman. So what, 18, 19 years old had to come in, in the shadow of one of the most highly decorated quarterbacks that we've seen in some time, and play in the biggest game of closing season that year against Notre Dame at Notre Dame. It was outstanding. Mm-hmm. I don't know how we can predict that kid to go on and have the 2021 season that he did. I, and I'm saying that, Austin, because I agree with you. I mean, Rattler had Riley. DJ Uyunglele showed it. I mean, he's like he's a top – 10-ish quarterback in 24-7's ranking history of all time. Something like that. And just struggled mightily last year. I have no idea what to take away from that. Uh, what to take away from that 2021 season. Mox, you look like you want to say something. Yeah, I I think elevating DJU to where he got, which was a top two or three pick depending where you got yeah he was a one in our adp for a little bit too um kind of underscores the the the, the big takeaway i I think at least is you can't be like vaulting guy up to the top two after two games like you just can't do that um you haven't seen him face adversity you really have a dude came in a defense has had never seen him process had never seen him throw had never seen has no tape on him whatsoever and then he plays Boston College and does it has another great game. Like it's really hard to apply those same principles to this season, which is why I have a big question about some of our rankings on quarterbacks, where we're I think we're making very similar assumptions that could be the same mistake. Well, let's let's go there, Chris Moxley. You said <laughs> we can't rank them uh, after one game. Quinn Ewers is number four. And he was great last year in his three snaps and his handoff that he had there's, in Ohio State. There's a reason that I was very quick to say my top three when I was talking about confidence and not top four. And I do not have Quinn Ewers in my top four or my top three. And that's why I made that distinction very clear at the beginning of the show. That was very intentional, and I think that that, that is there intellectually is a- dishonest. You are splitting hairs there. <laughs> but, uh, oh, I have a very clear tier of the top three, and then top four, next twelve, do what you want. But I know that's a that's a hot take in this space where Queen Ewers is the best recruit we've ever seen. But it, it, that that is how you set yourself up to make the same mistake. If you want to, if you want to go into detail, he's the guy that that is probably on that same track. If it happens. Like he's the one you're going to point to next season and say, we thought he was a mega recruit. Whether or not you agree Matthew, with why, that, yeah. Matt, why should we have faith in yours? I mean, I've said it once. I feel like I'm going to say it a million times up until the season starts. It's Steve Sarkeesian and what he's done with, even if you just want to go below average quarterbacks, which Quinn Ewers is not, despite what everybody wants to make the joke about his two handoffs last year. Did anybody really expect him to get on the field and do anything when he was supposed to be a senior in high school? No, we keep bringing that up. It actually matters that he was in college, at least in my opinion, and working with Ryan day and that Ohio state coaching staff for an entire season when he should have been in high school. I think that just helps him even more now heading down to Texas. Steve Sarkeesian has continually made 
not even if you just want to go Mac Jones to a tongue of Iowa, who he obviously put, helped put in the NFL, had incredible college seasons as well. But if you go back to when he was at Washington and Jake freaking Locker, USC with Cody Kessler, say what you want about Quinn Ewer's two handoffs. He, in my opinion, is infinitely better than both of those quarterbacks. He's got a incredible team around him when it comes to weapons in running backs and wide receivers. They have an offensive line that is one of the best right now based on the recruiting ranks. It's going to take time to get there. I don't know that it's going to be super great this year, but he is also, if we're going to talk about how great spatial awareness is, granted we haven't seen it at the college level for Quinn Ewers, he's shown that at the high school level in and against some of the best competition in Texas. So I am not necessarily worried about it. I think, and again, my other argument would be, this is the cheapest you're ever going to get him if he hits the way we all expect him to. If he's going off the board consistently around like 1-8, you're not getting him there next year if he hits all, if he hits the way we expect him to. He's going to be 1-1 more than likely next year. We a couple of players have not played in our top 10. Oller, Devin Brown, uh, Quint Ewers. Am I missing somebody here? Club next. Austin. Club is not in our Club oh, is not in Buchner. our top ten. He's in your top ten, Alfred. He's in everybody we'll probably, but yours, Felix. Club we'll, we'll, is in everybody's Klubnik top ten. Not, he is he, not in oh, my top ten. He's not in Matt's, and that's that's what going to be a topic of discussion about? later. No, oh, okay, but I had to scroll over on Marks or the consensus top ten. Right, we haven't seen him. We saw well, him the, in spurts last year be productive, especially in the rushing. Hold on, hold on, timeout here, timeout, timeout. Austin, for these players who have – somebody who's never played C2C, why should they have faith in Aller? Um, uh, we talked about yours, Devin Brown. Can you give us why we have high expectations, for, at least for those two players? I think we have – well, I think it's different for the two of them, which is actually why it's interesting. Devin Brown, we think, we're, we're guessing, and this is part of his values, that he's probably the next quarterback up at Ohio State. I think it's up for debate. They have plenty of other talented guys there, but he's my pick. We know that that system is super valuable for college fantasy purposes. You know, We just talked about C.J. Stroud was the top uh 15 quarterback last year and will be again this year with basically zero rushing upside like it's a bunch of it's a bunch of running backs playing quarterback and then Bryce Young and CJ Stroud at the top basically Sam Hartman like it's a it's a lot of rushing guys so so him going there he'll develop and if you start there you're probably going to get drafted you're probably gonna get drafted very high Drew Aller just a toolsy kid he's just a toolsy kid I think Penn State's not a great landing spot for him um but that is what it is. He's a good player, and we 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 do talent over situation. So I mean, he was—I don't remember if he ended as the top quarterback in the composite this year or not, but he was close. Uh, I think he was twenty-four-seven's top quarterback. Um, so oh, I, yeah. I mean, so you, I mean, you just have to take these young guys early. If you don't take them early, you're never going to get them because like early for them now is like the third or fourth round. Like next year, both of those guys will be more expensive than that. That's just how the game is played is how fantasy is. I mean, it's just how anything is in this space. Devin Brown at Ohio state, an alum of, I can't remember the name of this corner Canyon, corner Canyon. in corner Canyon in Utah, uh, where Zach Wilson is an alumni and somebody else that I'm not thinking of. Um, Jackson and then Dart. Dr- Jackson yeah. Dart. and drew Aller. Drew Aller has been comped by 24 seven to Josh Allen. I mean, he is a, a big kid who can improvise and with a big arm. I think I posted some uh, shots of different throws from Aller uh, in the last couple of months. Has anyone's process for evaluating quarterbacks between last year's QB Summit and now, has it changed at all for anyone? Or things that you are considering more in-depth, different factors, what have you? Yeah, so mine's changed a little bit more, not necessarily from an evaluation standpoint, like watching tape and, you know, looking at some analytics and things like that. Although I am incorporating more analytics than I used to just by the, you know, being surrounded by guys like Alfred and Moxley and and um, some of the others really smart people that we have at the site. Um, but in terms of like ranking for C2C, something that I've shifted my focus more towards is you know, once you get past like the top four or five that you feel really good about. And then, you know, after that, you got some guys that you feel okay about for NFL potential. Once you get after that, 
I'm kind of looking a little bit more from a CFF dynasty lens where am I going to get high end, good to great production for two, three years, as opposed to really high end production from a Jarrett Dogie or somebody else like that for one year. And I've kind of started to move up some of those guys who, you know, I think I'm going to get good to great production for, for two to three years over guys where I'm going to get elite production for one year. I, I do the same thing as, as Colin. I, I think we've seen Austin mentioned it earlier when, when Felix, you asked him about the question about two guys that may not be in our top 10. We don't, as much as we like, look, or at least me specific, I love watching the quarterback position and trying to evaluate it. We can't really project that forward as well as an NFL team struggle at that as well. Right. We've seen it over the past couple of years. NFL has not even done it necessarily a good job at that. So once I get to a point on those players that I feel like those are the guys that I think have the elite upside, possibly going to the NFL, I do start to pivot heavier, heavier to CFF guys that I can get production for on my college side for multiple years and freshmen because of stuff that Austin has said before, like you just mentioned, Hey, this may be the cheapest you get them if this guy goes out there and does this. And I feel like their value can only increase because I view them like rookies if you're looking at it at a dynasty lens. These rookies hold value for three to four years after they come out because people still believe that they're going to do something. So I do tend to uh, rate some of the rookies a little bit higher because I feel like their value is going to hold a little bit longer if they don't necessarily produce right away. They don't even need to do anything year one. Like Drew Aller, anything short of him ending up in prison or like yeah. getting hit by a bus tomorrow will appreciate in value because Sean Clifford's going to start the whole year. Yep. We're not yeah, going to have then, a chance to say, heading wow, into he's year, bad. Heading into year two, and like you said, unless something catastrophic happens, his value actually might increase because now he's going to be in line to start and people are going to pay a premium for a guy who's going to actually play – uh, it heading into year two. Well, it, it's just you, knock the quarterbacks up the board as the guys in front of them graduate. Like Bryce Young and CJ Stroud are both gone next year. Um, you know, who else is is up there? Like there, there are other Tyler Van Dyke, look, Devin Leary, Rattler. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All the, yeah, Rattler. If all those guys go, yeah. 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 Colin Decker, very quick rapid fire question. What percentage would you put on Christian Veyu starting over um Drew Aller in 2023? Uh sub 5%. Okay. <laughs> Um, let's move here to, you know, I do want to add one thing here is I think, um, I'm just realizing how big of a gap there is between NFL level competition and like G G five FCS level competition and not putting as much stack stock into G five players. Carson strong was an excellent quarterback. I don't know if it was due to injury or his behavior at the senior bowl that led him to going being undrafted, but he was a very, very good player and, uh, and went undrafted better arm talent than Jake Hayner. And they play in the same conference and you see Hayner being mocked in the first round. That doesn't make any sense to me. I mean, you have a apples to apples comparison right there in, uh, in Carson strong and he fell out of the first round. So, I mean, you have to be exceptional. Trey Lance, exceptional athlete, still, you know, didn't look good his rookie season. So, um, it, it, quarterback going to the quarterback position, uh, Sierra McCormick, excellent college player at the F, uh, at the uh, G5 level. So, um, that's just something that I'm starting to take note of a little bit more. All right. Are we ready to call people out? I mean, is, is somebody, Chris Moxley, you said you were feeling spicy. Uh, in the slack leading up to today's quarterback summit. Do you, are you ready to call somebody out on their ranking? I am. Go ahead. Let's go. Let's go. Let's fire it up. I'm going to group two players together because they have the same profile. Matthew Bruning has both Ty Simpson, a five-star quarterback going to the university of Alabama and Cade Klubnick. A five-star quarterback who won the lead 11 last year, going to the University of Clemson, outside of his top 60 quarterbacks. What? Outside of his top 60. Wow. Here is who he has above. Uh, and I'm going to group them in a nice way, too. I'm going to be as <laughs> complimentary as I can be. Likely starters, Grant Wells at Virginia Tech, who just lost their entire offense. John Reese Plumley probably going to start, 
uh, has no idea how to play quarterback position, has no idea how to play the wide receiver position. Bo Nix, sure. Backup quarterbacks that he has above these two. Ja'Curry Brown, Miami. Donovan Smith, who is the third string quarterback on the Texas Tech depth chart. Darius Oceans, who might be the fourth string quarterback on the Western Kentucky depth chart. And Ty Thompson, who is an enigma at Oregon. Backups, or are currently in the same class and are three or four stars. Haynes King and Max Johnson. I don't know who's going to start. One of them is going to be a backup, though. Brady Allen, who's going to probably get jumped at Purdue next year, but and is going to start behind Aiden O'Connell, and I believe is a three-star or a very low four-star. And Kaden Hauser, who I know is Matt's guy, but these are two guys who are five stars at two of the country's best programs for putting NFL talent into the league. What is going on here, dude? I don't like either one of them as quarterbacks. I've mentioned that before. Are so they why worse this than Darius Oceans at, at the fourth stringer at West? Maybe Kentucky? not, but I don't want I don't <laughs> want Cade Klubnick or Ty Simpson. So like you're you're you shouting out all these quarterbacks doesn't matter to me. I've had Cade Klubnick as QB six in this freshman class since the beginning. I've had guys ahead of him. I don't think Cade Klubnick is good. I don't think him going to Clemson just because he's a five star and going to a high end program means anything. That offense is going to suck. It's not going to get any better in the coming years, it looks like. Maybe if, you know, Randall comes back from the ACL injury, maybe it'll be good. I don't think Klubnik's going to do anything for you from a CFF perspective. I have questions about what he, if he ever goes into the NFL. I will admit that I'm coming around on Ty Simpson. I was not as high on him as everybody else was at the site, but I'm still not jumping him up because I have already said I don't know that he wins that job next year. I think there's a realistic shot he doesn't. So then, therefore, he's actually the third-string guy right now and the second-string guy going forward. So, no. It does not matter to me that they have these high-end five-star projections. If I don't expect them to start this year or possibly even next year, I'm not going to rank them that highly. Now, granted, maybe I shouldn't have Darius Oceans ahead of him, but John Reese Pumley could absolutely smash this year for UCF. That matters to me. I'd rather take those points than a guy sitting on my bench for possibly two years before he does anything. I don't even remember some of the other guys you mentioned. Brady Allen, again, I'm high on Brady Allen. I do like Ricky Collins. But we've already seen lately in college, it matters if these guys have been in a year of the offense. Brady Allen's going to be there all year. He He's very close to Aiden O'Connell, in my opinion, as a quarterback. I, there's still a realistic shot he gets that job. We know what Jeff Brom can do with quarterbacks, so give me Brady Allen over both of those guys. Uh, Grant Wells, again, I'm a Grant Wells guy. Granted, yes, he did lose all of his offense. I still think he can be good. Bo Nix could have a really good season this year at Oregon. I'm not going to discount that. And if he does, there's a shot that he actually gets second-round draft capital. Like, I know that sounds crazy. Crazy to all of us because we all kind of think Bo Nix sucks, but we just saw Kenny Pickett go in the first round to the Pittsburgh Steelers at 20. Bo Nix going in the second round is not the craziest thing I've heard of. Haynes King, Max Johnson, okay. I believe that uh, Jimbo Fisher is going to open up the offense a little bit more. They have Evan Stewart. They're going to, I think, be at least a, possibly a better offense. I want the starter. I can't separate him out by a massive amount. I don't know who's going to start. And again, one of those guys is going to start. Ty Simpson and uh, Cade Klubnik likely are not going to this year. All right, let's keep going up. Um, we, we're, we're looking for a sponsor for so. Testy Matt Bruning. If I'm not testing. I've said need... it before. Like, I'm not high on, t- on Okay, we're looking for a, a sponsor for not testy Matt Bruning for, <laughs> so, for anyone. I mean, like, I'm I'm sorry. I didn't – I mean, I don't know how much farther I am off than, than, than you guys, clearly you, a lot. You but... and I are 52 52- – ranking positions off on Ty Simpson and I think 54 on Cade Klubnik. That is how far we are apart. I have both, I believe, in my top 10, at least top 12. I would never put either one of them up there. I mean, not, no, I shouldn't say never. I've never put Cade up there, I'll be honest. Ty could make his way up there if he if he wins the job next year. I'm Thank you, Matthew. Thankfully, Matthew. we have Ja'Curry Brown to rely on. <laughs> Matthew, calm down. <laughs> Matthew, like I'm going to come back Brown to you. After you've calmed down, Matthew, I'm going to come back to you to see who you who you need to call out. Colin, do you have someone that you're ready to call out about their ranking? I do. Um, Alfred, my guy. Keaton Slovis at QB 19. QB, Keaton Slovis. <laughs> Keaton Noodle Arm Slovis, who has gotten beaten out twice. He's gotten beaten out twice now. Now he goes to Pitt. We, you think he's just going to be Kenny Pickett 2.0 here? Because there's no CFF production coming. 
I don't see an NFL producer. No CFF? I mean, that was going to be my the thing I hang my hat on. I mean, just for reference, uh, I have him ranked 110th. So we are I did almost see that. That was pretty funny, actually. We are almost 100 rankings different. Um, yeah, you know, I... I think explain yourself, Alfred. Explain yourself. Yeah, like I, I think that he, you know, I used to have that's lower. I mean, I, 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 you know, sadly, two years ago, I probably had him as like top top five or six quarterback. You know, after his freshman season, obviously things have changed. I I'm not a Keon Slovis fan really at all, or Stan or whatever. Um, I do think that I was looking at. I think he could even have two years of CFF production because I, I, he probably has another year of eligibility because of COVID. Um, and, you know, like the Kenny Pickett or, or who knows what else he goes to Pittsburgh and the offense fits him better. And he has two really good years. I mean, I think he could be an NFL backup. He could be Cody Kessler. There's some value there. QB 19 might be a little bit high to be honest with you. Uh, for instance, I'm looking right now. I have Brendan Armstrong behind him. That's probably bad. Um, but it was one of those things where he was so high. He just I haven't completely wiped him off the face of the earth yet because I believe he's very accurate. Um, if they keep the offense, I know that Whipple left Pittsburgh, so maybe that was a one-and-done blip last year. But if the offense is pretty good again, the ACC defenses are really bad. You know, I think he could still put up good CFF production and be a startable guy, QB2. Um, it's probably should have dumped him lower, but it's one of those things where like I've been slowly reducing his value over a, a few years and it just hadn't gotten, I didn't do a massive cliff, cliff dive on him. Almost Is that sufficient rankings column? Different. Is we that almost a right hundred rankings different? Um, I pretty strongly disagree on, uh, on any sort of CFF production from him, Whipple's gone. This isn't going to be the same offense. Um, there, Signetti comes gone. in. They're gonna they're gonna run the ball more. They have all five offensive linemen back, so I think that's also going to contribute to helping them run the ball more and be effective doing it. Addison's gone now. They do get Kanata Mumfield in, but you know, can Keaton Slovis even throw the ball that far? I don't know. I just I don't see it on any aspect with him, which is the only reason I have him ranked 110th is just because I have like 115 QBs ranked. <laughs> I, I mean, I, I think I'll bend the knee on this. It's a good call out. That's probably going to need an adjustment after this. It's that was a good call out. Uh, Alfred has yielded to. I, I'm malleable. <laughs> I mean, I'll accept it. That's probably a good call out. Since, since you'll calling. accept it. Alfred, do you have? Are you ready to call somebody out? Or Matt, if you're ready, if you have, uh, if your you know boiling temperature has simmered a bit, are you ready to call somebody? Either one of you guys. I'm ready to to clap back at Chris. Go ahead, go ahead, Alfred. Um, you know, Chris, so so Chris has a guy that I actually did like uh, at one point during the process. But really fell for me is – and he's got him at QB 32, which still feels crazy high. And that's Taven Jackson going to Tennessee. He's not going to play this year. They just paid Nico whatever the NIL deal he got was to come in and probably start day one. I mean, what – he's not going to play at Tennessee. So now you're hoping for a good transfer to a G5 school or something? Like, I mean – it's not egregious like a guy you have in the top 10 who shouldn't even be there, but like, I mean, he should be down in the hundreds. He's not draftable to me at all. So I think that was too high for Jackson. He's a guy kind of liked, but then they went and picked up Nico and like, they obviously do not think Taven Jackson is the future of anything. If they're, if they're going to bring in Nico. We're going to need a group hug after this. Uh, Chris Moxley. Yeah, I, you're a buddy. When was the when was the last time you saw even a very highly drafted or uh, thought of quarterback start like the entirety of his first year? Like realistically, it doesn't. Happen. Oh, so he's ranked 32 for five games. I I think he's a quality player. Period. So he plays the year in Josh Heupel's system while Nico sits for a year, and he transfers and plays somewhere else, and you get CFF production. Also very possible because I think he's a quality quarterback. 
or you get a full year of very quality production in Josh Heupel's system. He goes somewhere else and you get mediocre production. Like, I don't think that's a reason for knocking him. Like, I don't think Nico Imaliyeva plays more than like two games year one. Like that doesn't just doesn't happen. I, I, I think actually, we always do say think- it does, but it, it, it doesn't like it. I don't know besides like Clemson replacing Kelly Bryant with Trevor Lawrence. Like it, it's a very rare situation, especially at a power five level. I kind of think in the NIL level or in the NIL era, we may see something different. I mean, everybody knows they're paying him $8 million or whatever it is. Like, I think it's, it's going to be like rookie contracts. Like these guys are going to command playing time, but that's a little bit. NIL, of a argument. NIL like has a brought us. NIL has brought us to the place where the guy just getting his full tuition books, everything paid for is just like a scrub, you know, just a scrub to compare it to Nico Yamalieva. My, my ignorant thought on this uh, and I'm going to have Tennessee fans come after me and uh, honestly educate me if, if I end up not being correct here, but Tennessee and Miami both feel like schools that NIL is going to drive the program more than the program is going to drive NIL. That's just my read on both those schools, how they're handing out the money, the fan bases that surround them. Like it just reeks of if Nico doesn't start by game three, somebody shows up in coach's office and gives him a stern talking to about what needs to happen for game four. Like it just feels like that scenario to me. And you know what the problem is, is that they don't necessarily have the pedigree as programs to recruit the highest end talent. They're getting everybody else. Yeah. They're getting five stars. They're getting like high end four stars but they're overpaying for them. Like that, that is not a sustainable solution. Like I like Jaden Rashada. I think Jaden Rashada at Miami is a good player. I think Nico Iamalieva is probably going to be an okay college quarterback. Like his arm talent's really, really good. Um, But like they don't have, they're not equipped with the recruiting infrastructure to sustain it long-term. Like eventually I think the NIL is going to be a real problem for those schools because boosters want it. But I think there's a discrepancy between recruiting and, boosters all right uh we are going to do our second giveaway here uh we are giving away, we're going to be giving away a bom- bomber jacket later on uh you got to be present to win but colin we are giving away guides this is our second guide to uh folks who have commented in the chat so who we got is our our next as our next winner all right so uh we have a couple people uh that just joined us that weren't in on the last time um but from before we have todd still here uh robbie alp still here hoffspur still here uh we also now have ferris gansman uh i apologize i'm gonna butcher some names here so i just apologize for that right now um shane whited the walido uh jay haggerty uh carl melock kalamazoo stand up uh and joe khan and Noah Hills, but sorry, Noah, um, you work uh, for the site. You're not eligible to win. Um, if anybody else is listening, um, you know, comment here real quick. Uh, but we're going to do the uh, the randomizer here. Sorry, AW324, uh, um, you already won. You're not eligible to win. This one is going to be a Devi guide. Um, if you already, if you won the Devi guide, you already have it. Let me know when you DM me. Uh, and we will get you a different guide. Uh, and before you announce the winner, before you announce the a winner, Colin, though there are some of you in the chat that I have not seen before. Go ahead and subscribe to the YouTube page. Subscribe, okay? Subscribe to Campus to Canton on YouTube. Subscribe to Campus to Canton on Apple Podcasts. This will be later uh, released on Apple Podcasts. Uh, Dynasty Barry eighty three, um, which I can only assume is Matthew Barry. Uh, we got you on here as well. Reasonable. Um, all right, drum roll, please. And the winner is Carl Melock, Kalamazoo stand up. And That's what I, I'm talking about. Carl, I, let me know in the chat what <laughs> Felix school, rigged it. Rigged. <laughs> Carl, let me know in the chat what uh high school, middle school you went to. If it's a ported school, <laughs> I'm gonna be very upset. Um, all right, let uh we will uh, be giving away one more of these guys. Yeah, so it, stay tuned in. If it's in Windsor, you know that also counts. Just <laughs> just for the listeners. That's a that's a that's an inside joke there. Austin, Matt, you've got your opportunity to call somebody out. Uh, Matt, you've you've been brewing on this. Um, why don't you go ahead? Matt's about to unleash something right awful. Before, he is, so I really he, hope he it's is not about me. to. He's no, right before Matt jumps in, let me just say, uh, Carl. 
DM me on Twitter at C2C Decker or DM the uh, Campus to Canton account at Campus to Canton um, and we will get you hooked up. No, I don't I don't have anything bad. I don't think uh, I, I didn't really see. Uh, honestly, Austin and Colin, we all the three of us rank fairly similarly for the most part. So it's kind of hard to find anything on YouTube to call out. Uh, I do have two for Alfred that I'm, I'm just a little confused about one. Maybe not so bad. <laughs> There is one that's really bad. I mean, if if Chris wants to roast me for having Donovan Smith high, you have him at 39, which is honestly 30 spots higher than the closest person, which I think was me at 60-something. So I'm kind of confused at why you have him that high if he's a third-string quarterback at Texas Tech. And Ty Thompson at 110. The rest of us have him in, like, the 40s and 50s. And I understand that he's not starting right now at Oregon for Bo Nix, but he could easily transfer out still a high star, four-star quarterback, could play anywhere next year. Like, I'm just confused at, on, on those two. Again, not, not anything too bad. Uh, just Those were the biggest separators I saw when I was scrolling through all the ranks. Okay, yeah. Well, let me address Thompson. I mean, it's a similar idea as Taven Jackson. I mean, they've got a starter for this year. They, you know, they've seen Thompson. He's been on campus. Despite what we think about him, they said, nah, we need to go get a bad quarterback from Auburn to come run the show for a year and then we're going to shell out all this money. Probably we don't really know the details, but we're going to go get a top uh, three, five-star quarterback in Dante Moore. That doesn't show me that, I mean, they've seen the guy and that does not show me they think much about him really at all. So um, he's interesting. He's athletic. Um, You know, I liked Robbie Ashford who I think went there as well. And now he's at Auburn. They kind of traded quarterbacks Auburn and and Oregon did, I believe. Uh, But it's just not showing me that there's much confidence there. And so I'm not going to rank a guy like what Chris said with um, Taven Jackson. Like I'm personally just not really going to rank a guy saying, Oh, I hope he transfers and gives me a couple years at his new school. Like I'm, that's too much projection for me. I mean, we're already dealing with a lot of unknowns. Like that's too much. So if I don't think he's going to start at his current school, he's not shown anything. And the school has already manipulated their depth chart um, to show me that they don't, they don't really want to give him the keys that he's going to drop for me. And then, um, sorry, what was the other one? Oh, Oh, Donovan Smith at Texas tech. Yeah. Who you have at 39. Yeah. I, you know, that's probably a little bit of a, a, a remnant that he was there uh, towards the end of last season, and we don't really know. I mean, I guess the assumption is going to be Shuck, but he looked pretty good, and he's a dual-threat guy. Now, with the coaching change and what they probably want to do, uh, they don't – I bet they're not going to value mobility. And so they just want a guy out there just to sling it around like Bailey Zappi did at Western Kentucky. So he's probably due for a drop. But I like what he did, and he was a dual threat. And frankly, before the coaching change, you know, I was like, he's got a chance to start now. Uh, I never thought Shuck was that good, but Shuck's probably more of a pocket passer, heavy or strong-armed guy who's going to sling it around um, more than what Smith's going to give you. So, you know, if we find out it's confirmed he's not going to start, I mean, as of right now, I feel like that depth chart's still a little unsettled. I mean, tell me if I missed something, I missed an announcement. But during spring, it was like still all three: Morton, Shuck, Donovan, Smith. Donovan Smith, Tyler Show playing at Texas Tech. Texas Tech has the offensive coordinator that was just at uh, Western Kentucky that produced all of those right, bro- broke all the uh, LSU records from 2019. Zach Kitley now at Texas Tech, so that quarterback room is very, very valuable. Thank you, Felix. Um, yeah, I mean, I just have to- okay. There's- Baron Morton as well. So it's a three-headed race, and we may see a transfer in the fall or in uh, August, I guess you could say. Um, I think you're right. I mean, it seems like Smith probably is not the front runner, in which case he should come down. But 39 is also in a very speculative area. At that point, QB 39, I mean, you're, you are not taking a QB that is probably going to start for your fantasy team. I would like to add that that comment to the record for my debate versus Alfred on Taven Jackson. Thank you very much. Yeah. I was just like, <laughs> the, re- the reason I bring that up is, I mean, it is speculative, but I think we're all speculating as well at 65, 63, 112, 84 and 49. And you have them there at, at, at and down in the thirties where 
I get what you're saying that he could be the starter, but everything I heard out of spring was it was clearly Shuck and then Morton. And you have both yeah. of those guys in I the I do hundreds. think you're right. That's so, I mean, the you have them in the hundreds, but then you have Smith up at 30. Like, I, that, that was kind of why, if you, when Chris brought up my Texas AM ones, like, I have all those guys kind of close together, fair or unfair, because you can't separate them right now. I just, the, the gap between Smith and then Morton and Chuck is kind of what confused me on, on your, the quarterback ranks. Again, like I said, I will take criticism, and that's probably fair. You know, I try to go through this with a fine-tooth comb. Uh, I did update them just the other day, but some of these guys do slip through the cracks when you're looking at a list of 100-something quarterbacks. And uh, I was high on him at the end of last year. Heading into the offseason, I was like, this guy's got a really interesting year coming up in 2022. Although now with the coaching changes and everything, I agree, it's not looking like he's going to, you know, be on the field. So. Due for an update there. Probably. All right. Uh, Austin, you are uh, uh, our last one to call somebody out on their rankings. I will note that thus far I've, I've been, I've gotten uh, uh, scot-free on my rankings here because you shouldn't have said that, you know, so you shouldn't have said uh, that. Austin, for those in the uh, audio medium, Austin just flashed the most, Sinister smile, I think I've ever seen. And he hasn't smiled at all today either. It was it was day. legit that the Grinch gif where he the smile and like the thing on the top of his head like curls <laughs> up. Yeah, Felix. This is so bad. Like I I can't fathom what is going on here. And I know we got a request to talk about this guy later. We're gonna talk about him now. Hunter Decker's at eleven in an offensive system that doesn't highlight the quarterback play at all is so bad. It's so bad. I I know that you like the pro upside, but I think there are guys with similar upside or close to it that are going to actually score college points for you. Is that it? Is it turn now? I mean, it's for itself. You have him at 11. Everybody else has him at like 50 plus. Well, first of all, you had him at 75 and you moved him up to 40 here recently because I remember I wrote something and since then I looked in in his – ranking is magically increased 30 spots i will say however they have not highlighted the quarterback with david montgomery and Brees hall in the backfield when hunter deckers has been in in limited spots they have run him all over the place that's why they bring him in against ou that's why they bring him in against iowa their two biggest games of the season he is a dual threat and they don't have a running back that that offense is going to revolve around. I've said this on Debbie debate. I think that that offense is going to revolve. I think Hunter Deckers is going to lead the team in rushing touchdowns this year. He is a big kid that you can use at the goal line. He also has an extremely strong arm, very athletic. He's cut down. He came in chubby. He's cut down. One of an elite 11 finalist. I My- think. I was gonna say, I thought you were I said my only hesitation in calling you out in the first place was because you've really not effed up like your one your one out there pick every year for the past couple of years. So I'm like, <laughs> this is gonna be a sound bite somewhere down the line if this uh, goes poorly for me. But those one off picks have been Tyler Van Dyke, it's been Zach Wilson, and there haven't been any bad ones. Carson so. Strong. And Carson Strong, which, you know, I mean, it is what it is with, with Carson Strong. Um, so, yeah, I don't mind being out there. On, Hunter Deckers is built like an NFL quarterback. He has NFL-level arm talent. He has NFL-level athleticism. You're saying, well, the system doesn't revolve around him. I think that Matt Campbell's hand is going to be forced to feature uh, Hunter Deckers in every single way, in every single way. And if you want to give me that quarterback 75 – uh, CFF value wanted to create a bet around that. I'll take that all day. Felix like didn't take- learn his lesson last season. He's coming back for more of these bets. Do you, you have a <laughs> quarterback seventy five? You want to you we, we want to take a bet based on Hunter Decker's performing better than quarterback seventy five? He's not QB seventy five though. He's QB forty four. He for all, at one point Colin and Austin had. Hunter Decker's ranked at 70-something. And I know that I wrote an article that said You're, they, they have him ranked too low. You're right. I, I had him ranked very low. I have since moved him up. Um, I do think there are, you know, some tools there for sure um, that could translate well to the NFL. 
um, which is why I have moved him up. And I do think his rushing ability does give him some CFF value. Now, I do stand by what I said in our Discord as well, that Hunter Deckers will not be a first or second round pick in the NFL draft or finish inside the top 24 at the end of the year in college at any year that he's been as a starter. I've not had an answer to my question. Does somebody want to take a bet with me on Hunter Deckers finishing better than quarterback 75 this season? That's only, a, that's a sucker. Only bet. an idiot would take that. What am I, oh, what am I get, what oh, odds am I getting on that? Oh, minus <laughs> 450. All right. All right. All right. Um, I can see this is like betting against Tiger to make the cut in his prime. <laughs> I'm not going to do that. The quarterback who plays 13 you. games is we don't have that much time left, guys. We don't have we have to give away one more guide. Uh, I give you enough time to bet, Colin, or no? You ready to give away our last guide? And we're going to give away the bomber jacket also. Before and we're gonna we'll, we will do that, but everybody needs to plant their flag on a quarterback. And mine is obviously, I mean, I could plant it on Anthony Richardson, who we didn't even talk about it. That's weird. We will definitely talk about Anthony Richardson in the second portion uh, of this show tonight. I, I but I'm gonna plant my flag on Hunter Deckers for all of the reasons that I stated. Alfred, do you have a non-obvious quarterback that you are ready to declare? This is my guy. This is my guy. Um, I really, I mean, you know, I guess it's not really my guy, but after what Matt Bruning said about Cade Klubnick, I feel like I got to say, I I am the highest person, I think. Well, someone has him at six. I've met seven. I think he's great. I think he's going to be really good. You are hemming and hawing. You need to stay declaratively and say, I am planting my flag on this player. Go ahead. Let's go. I'm planting my flag on Cape Klugnick. He's going to start in the middle of freshman year, and he is going to be good and be a first-round NFL draft pick because he's athletic, he's accurate, and he is a quote-unquote winner. I mean, the guy beat Quinn Ewers, I'm pretty sure, in high school head-to-head. He's he's just got it all from – between the ears, legs, arm, I think he has it all. I think he's a really, really good player. And uh, this year will be the cheapest you can get him. Uh, you know, he's going at the end of even first round of freshman drafts, much less startups. Chris Moxley, who are you planning your flag on? I mean, I'm the highest on on both Klubnik and Ty Simpson, but I'm going to go a little bit deeper. I'm going to pick Jalen Milrow. I think Jalen Milrow is a very quality quarterback. Whether or not he starts at Alabama is a, a different question. Um, but I think he's good enough to start somewhere. And I think he's good enough to start at a high-end Power 5 school. So regardless of where he goes next year, whether that's Alabama, he bulked up. He looked really good in the spring. I, I like him. Um, he's a guy that I'm drafting everywhere. I, I really am excited for Jalen Milrow. Matt. I don't know how he can just come on here and talk about Jalen Milrow, but then shit on me for having Ty Simpson, but whatever. I'm going to go a little out on the limb here as well. Not, Matt, take... not, not upset. Matt is not upset. I just, it's confusing. Not the, owned. The, I definitely the, not the talking out of both sides of our mouths that we do here is, is intriguing to me. I like, I'm going to go analysis. with the, I'm going to go with Sam Heward. I've, I've been on, on him for a while. I talked about earlier this year that I thought he was going to win the Washington job. Definitely seems like Michael Penix is at least going to start. Uh, but unlike Felix, who's scratching his head down there and laughing, I do not think Michael Penix is a good quarterback. I think he's actually quite bad. I do not think he starts start the inside of season. Whether he, whether he gets injured or is just due to poor play, and I think Heward can come in and actually look somewhat decent, uh, and I do think that will raise his his stock a little bit and end up being a someone at least intriguing heading into next year. So I will take Sam here. Austin. What was that sound for? Before I just Sam planting your flag on Sam Heward is just. I didn't. Sorry, like I didn't that. pick top fifteen guys over here like everybody else. I went off the off the path a little bit. I apologize. Yeah, I, I, it is supposed to be non obvious guys, which you know, you know, I, I'll, I'll give Matt a lot of credit on that one because the other two, eh. I mean, Milrow's a little more out there. I'll give. Well, yeah, that. what the hell, man? Miller counts. Miller counts. <laughs> 
Uh, it's going to be hard to top last offseason's triumvirate of Jaron Hall, uh, uh, Cameron Rising, and Clay Millen as three guys that I pretty much stashed everywhere. Don't hurt yourself. Um, I know. It's, I can barely reach my back. Um, <laughs> how about Garrett Nussmeyer is a guy that I really like stashing late in drafts. Um, I think he takes that job this year. Like I don't, I don't rate Walker Howard at all. Um, he's like the lone five star this year that I just have so lowly ranked that it's disgusting. Um, and I, the, the speed bumps in front of him are not significant in Jaden Daniels and um, uh, Miles Brennan. So at LSU there, second year guy, he's talented, was a top 10 quarterback in his own right in last year's class. I, I think there, there are a lot worse players you can pick up. And LSU is always going to have talent on that team. They might, I don't think they're going to be SEC contenders for a while, but he'll have receivers there. I'm not appreciating the Michael Penix slander uh, in in the chat here. I, I do I do I do not like it at all. Michael Penix responsible for the single greatest win in Indiana football history there in twenty when he 20 when he didn't score a touchdown. Who's your yeah. who who is your guy, Colin? Because we we've got we've oh got I'm sorry, up. did we? You know, Colin, you're good. give us your guy and then give us who won the guide and then we'll uh, do the bomber jacket and we'll get out of here. Um, my guy is Baron Morton. Um, now I don't have super high hopes for him being, who does you know, he play a, for? Who does he play? Good for? point. Uh, Baron Morton QB for Texas tech. And you know, we mentioned, you know, Tyler Shuck earlier. We mentioned Donovan Smith earlier. Uh, Baron Morton's a guy he's been in the conversation for the battle all year this year, all spring so far. Uh, I don't necessarily think he's going to end up winning it. I do think Shuck's going to win it, but I don't think Shaq's going to have a particularly long leash and Baron Morton is perfect for the Zach Kitley offense. And for anybody who doesn't know, Zach Kitley uh, was the offensive coordinator for Western Kentucky last year that put up all those ridiculous stats. So by the end of the year, this year really wouldn't surprise me if Baron Morton is starting, but even if he's not, I think he's going to be the starter uh, beyond moving forward beyond 2023 and 2024 he might even have a third, another year of eligibility. I don't exactly know what the COVID stuff. He was a four-star quarterback, uh, number 18. I don't think Texas Tech's going to recruit over him. So he's going to put up some big numbers for two to three years. And then I don't think he's going to get any worse draft capital than a guy like uh, you know Bailey Zappi. You know, I think he'll get drafted, and he'll just probably be a long-term NFL backup, You know, which not ideal on the NFL side, but he's getting drafted. And he's going to put up some huge numbers for three year, two to three years. All right. Uh, um, that no, that was a good. One. All right, let's go ahead and give away um, our last guide. And you can get all the guides if you didn't win tonight at campusdecant.com. Listen, we're here for you all the time. We're trying to put out uh, all of the content you need to succeed and have fun in this format. We wrote a damn Harry Potter book for you guys this off season. Okay. <laughs> so go buy the damn Harry Potter books. <laughs> go get all of them. Yeah. This was, and, and this was like Deathly Hallows too. This wasn't like, yeah, not book one. We're talking. Yeah. Like, yeah. We're not, yeah. We're not talking Sorcerer's Stone. We're talking like Deathly Hallows shit. Yeah. And <laughs> Colin's going to read this. This is not the end of the night. We're going to be doing a second show for subscribers only. So you're going to have to join us. You're going to have to get the link in the Discord. We're going to let our hair down. Matthew's going to calm down, and we are going to come back and uh, and and talk about uh, – we're going to go a lot deeper, a lot deeper. So go ahead, Colin. So we got uh, everybody in there who was from before. We got Ferris Gansman, Shane Whited, the Walido, Jay Haggerty, Todd Vincent, uh, Robbie Alps, Ben Urso, Hoff Spur, uh joe con dynasty barry 83 we also have two more newcomers here uh andrew woodruff and machiavelli um anybody else out there i'll give you a quick um you know 30 seconds here to get your name in here before we drew the drawing but this drawing is going to be for the uh freshman and cff guy we gave away the uh first one the cff the second one we gave was the Devi. This one's going to be the freshman supplemental guide. If you do win, um, Michael Nelson, I see you in there too. We'll get you added. If you do win and you have the guide, uh, DM me, let me know, and we'll get you a different one. Um, but here we go. We're going to do the drawing. 
And Dynasty Barry 83. Dynasty Matthew Barry 83. Won? Matthew Barry won. Um, I swear it wasn't anymore. rigged. But uh, yeah, Dynasty Barry 83. DM me on Twitter at C2C Decker or DM at Campus to Canton, uh, and we'll get you hooked up with the guide. All right. And I just did a drawing. In my head is uh is 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 Todd in the in the chat? <laughs> is Todd is Todd Vincent in the chat? Um, he was yeah. Nope. Todd Vincent. He won the the bomber. Oh, we got a yes. We got a yes. We got a yes. Todd, Todd, you won the bomber jacket. So shoot me a DM on Twitter, Todd, and we'll get you hooked up. Um, uh, that that international shipping is going to get pricey. (laughs) (laughs) The look on Felix's face. He did not know that. (laughs) Oh, oh well. Please join join us for the second half of this show uh, in the Discord. All right, guys. Peace.